Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Throllers. Uh, I'm here with Chris Ronalds. How you doing, Chris? Um, I'm phenomenal. Uh, happy to be here. A lovely day for disc golf yet again, and no, uh, no one soft to be found. So that's good. Beautiful. Uh, we've also got a special guest, one of our avid listeners, um, big passionate listener, uh, Jacob. How you doing? I'm wonderful. Hey, hey, you guys uh, had a good round today. Definitely, always. <laughs> yeah, <good>. trash, but <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> exactly. So, for the people who normally listen, we're going to do a little bit of a departure from our normal episodes. And for the people who don't, this podcast, uh, basically, we just talk about what happens in Melbourne Disc Golf. We don't really care much about the rest of you guys. Uh, we just want to talk about what we're up to, our social days, our little tournaments, who from Melbourne's playing well at big tournaments, stuff like that. But... Uh, today we're going to do a debate and we want to get the whole country involved. So uh, yeah, we're our first debate and the first debate topic is a excellent one. It is, should the MA4 division be playing at the Australian Disc Golf Championships? So this year, controversially, it has been removed for the first time. It's just not an option. And uh, we're going to talk about whether that was a good idea or not. Uh, I am taking the affirmative. It should be there, definitely. And Chris has taken the negative. Correct. And where do you sit on this, Jacob? Uh, I mean, I have a pretty brutal opinion. I mean, historically, I get it because, I mean, we haven't had that many people playing, but now we're at a point where the numbers are just so big. Um, I I strongly believe there should be a pro division and an amateur division, and that's it. Um, Nothing in between. No MA2, no MA3. All in the one. Well, prepare to have your mind blown, mate. <laughs> I'm going to change that opinion for sure. <laughs> so, we don't really know how to do this because we're not... Private uh, school kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Jacob's going to flip a coin for us. Did you go to a private school? Uh, uh, yeah. 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 Ah, perfect moderator. That's why I'm flipping the coin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Decide who goes first. So, how are we going to do this? Chris, you call it, and then uh, you you will pick then who... Goes first or yeah. second. Sick. Yep. Okay, you ready? Tails. Uh, the affirmative can go first. Oh, I love it. This is how we want it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Hello, everyone. I'm Alan Brunsing, and I'm here to convince you all that the MA4 division should definitely be available at the Australian Disc Golf Championships. It is my belief that without the recreational division available, we would be doing a great disservice to the growth and development of the sport and we would be creating unnecessary barriers for entry to players of all skill levels. In years past, the recreational division has merely been a transitional division for players who have just started playing, but this is no longer the case. While it is true MA4 is still where most new players get their start in the sport, it has also become a home for players that have been playing consistently for well over a year, somewhere they can play with players of a similar skill level. It has become a genuine division and now it has been taken away from them at the highest level. I'd also like to point out that MA4 is offered at every other tournament in Australia throughout the year. I don't believe it's fair to give these players the opportunity to play in their appropriate divisions all year and then tell them, move up for the last and most important tournament of the year. The timing of this decision baffles me the most. Why this year? Nationals will be split over two weekends. Never before have we had this much scope to allow the absolute maximum amount of players possible 
and this is the year we start cutting divisions, I would be surprised if the first weekend hits at capacity at all, and I'd be amazed if it did so without a large contingent of MA4 players who have been forced into MA3. And for what? Who's benefiting? I'd like to transport you all back to the year 2013, to the Australian Disc Golf Championships in Brisbane. Focus in on a young, bright-eyed Alan Brunstein. I was competing in my first nationals. I managed to come second in the MA4 division, finishing strict six strokes behind Queensland local Stephen Muir. Why is this important, you ask? Well, this is the closest I've ever been and probably ever will be to being a disc golf national champion. This is the fuel that drives me. It's the reason I've already got my flights booked for this year's nationals, even though last year I finished 17th, a whopping 23 strokes behind the leader. That MA4 Nationals success has sustained me over the years, and I'm not sure I'd still be playing disc golf without it. I want as many people as possible to have that opportunity as well. The recreational division is special. It encourages camaraderie, collaboration, and community among the players. Winning is not the only thing that matters, but it's the relationships, shared experiences, and lessons learned from one another that ultimately make the sport of disc golf so special. In conclusion, I strongly urge you to consider the importance of the recreational division in the 2023 Australian Disc Golf Championships. It is a critical component of the sport's growth and development, and it sets the framework for players of all skill levels. Thank you. <laughs> I'll give you a round of applause. It was emotional. I felt like crying, but I spent a lot of time giggling. Um, wow, that was well thought out. Thanks, Alan. Yeah, no problem. Good luck. Chat GPT coming in clutch. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> I would like just, to... Just a paragraph with big words. <laughs> I would like to open um, my argument with a couple of definitions, if I may. Please. Mixed Amateur 4, MA4, recreational, available to amateur players of all ages with a casual rating with a player rating of less than 850 for beginner and casual players who are learning the basics of Frisbee. They throw less than 200 feet and they make less than three putts from 20 feet. Uh, they can throw backhand with some accuracy. MA3. Available to amateur players of all ages with a player rating of less than 900 for players who have played one to two years uh, and are gaining consistency, throwing 200 feet uh, and making four to five putts from 20 feet. The question of whether or not MA4 divisions should be included in PDJ tournaments is a contentious one and therefore great for this episode. On one hand, some may argue the division provides an important entry point for new players to get involved in the sport and beginning, uh, beginning competing at tournament level. And this, in turn, uh, brings great new faces and thus grow the sport. On the other hand, myself, others may argue that divisions uh, may not be competitive enough and could potentially dilute the overall quality of the event. And it is my role here today to expand on that very valid point. And as you are about to hear, I believe this conversation transcends disc golf in many ways. Proponents of including MA4, such as Alan, uh, may argue that uh, it's a pathway for new players to get involved in competitive play because many players who are new to the sport may not have the skills or experience necessary to compete. Dot, 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 dot. 
as we arrive at our first contentious point, it is my belief and many of our listeners' beliefs, including Jacob, that if you do not have the necessary skills or experience to compete, then competition is not what you should be seeking, especially if we are discussing the premier ADG A-tier event. For me, this debate aligns strongly with an ongoing society debate of participation trophies or competitor ribbons. As I'll explain further, it's okay not to be good enough yet. It kills competition. Not everyone should feel like they're they're the first or winner, or in Alan's case, second. Losing is an opportunity for adults to learn and to learn to work harder and win next time. It promotes narcissism. Participation trophies, or MA4 winners, let everyone feel like they're the best, even if they aren't exceptionally skilled at disc golf or competition. Overvaluing someone uh, can lead to false sense of confidence, all right? And they end up playing MA1 for the rest of their lives and come in 17th. In fact, a study earlier this year found that when overvalued, uh, they were more likely to develop narcissistic traits such as entitlement and superiority. superiority. I can't even say that word. Thanks, chat GPT. Uh, they won't learn from their mistakes. Failure is a significant experience that everyone needs to learn in their life because uh, they, can, they need to learn to fail. They also uh, learn how to recover and move forward. A vital life skill we carry on throughout their lives, allowing them to fail multiple times, recover, stand stronger from the experience. Furthermore, supporters of including MA4 in PDGA tournaments such as Allen argue that the division can help grow the sport by attracting new players. This point is also a non-starter as the avenues for sport growth are now countless in this country. ADG's premier event is not the spot for sport growth. As mentioned, players in MA4 uh, may not have the necessary skills or experience to play at a high level, and including the division in Australia's premier event could dilute the overall play. This has in the past diluted the quality of the play. This could potentially impact the uh, the reputation of the sport and actually discourage more skilled players from participating in tournaments. It's no secret that this sport has previously been disregarded completely as a sport by many, including some of our latest ultimate converts. If this isn't about winning and narcissism, I would like to close by saying, play up. As Ashley stated on a previous podcast, play MA3, play MA40, or as one of our favourite players has done for years, be like Cam Ford and play MPO. Oh my god! Way more tears of laughter in that one. <laughs> Holy crap! It was alright. <laughs> Couple personal attacks. I don't know if we needed that, but that's fine. Uh, so, Chris, you started with talking about what the PDJ describes as MA four, MA three, whatnot. Who really cares? Like, this is Australia. This is not America, where there's ten million people playing disc golf. There's like a hundred people playing disc golf. So who cares what they say? To them, the MA4 division is nothing. But to us, in Australia, MA4 is real. They're real people that really like to compete. And I just don't understand why you want to take that away from them. And you're talking about diluting quality. That only happens if MA4 replaces higher skill level divisions or players. But there's, it's not going to fill up. There's going to be no chance where an MA4 player is kicking out one of these high-quality MA3 players that you so desperately want to be at uh, nationals. So what 
what quality are we diluting here? And you say you need to learn to fail. I understand that. That makes sense. But you're not giving them a chance to play. You're not giving them a chance to play. So how, how are you trying to say that they need to learn from their failure when they just can't play? That's the part that doesn't make sense to me. Thanks, Alan. Um, some good listening, some missed opportunities to really listen to my points. Um, <laughs> first of all, uh, they, they're welcome to play. My closing point was play up. Um, I hope there's some rating caps and um, I hope they don't uh, make it in, but uh, they could. Um, I'd like to just, your entire argument, what took me by surprise with your uh, argument mostly was your uh, repeated use of the worst recre recreational division. Um, it's an oxymoron. Why are we arguing to include a recreational division into a competition? Um, that threw me the most because it's actually not even known as the recreational division anymore because of that point. It's actually just purely known as MA4. But you ran with it and that was going to be one of my points anyway. Um, another thing I'd like to point about your argument. You came second in MA4 and then you said probably, probably will be the closest you ever got. That's pretty ambitious word use <laughs> of probably. <laughs> um, look, I think actually your best point though was why this year. Why this year? I agree. Uh, that is your definitely your best point. You're bound to have one. All right. <laughs> um, good point. Why not? Like, should, like, why slow growth? Why slow the inevitable? Okay. Tazzy's made a big leap here, making over two weekends. That's phenomenal. Um, you know, in the future, does there become an amateur tour where MA4 can hang out and be trashed together? Maybe. Um, but the premier event is not the place for recreational players to compete. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, what did you think, Jacob? You were, uh, you were listening? Were you swayed or are you still firm on your, uh, your belief here? I mean, I think you've raised some good points because I, it, it is a good point around why is it, why would they cut it? when it's two weekends, when they're not going to sell out. Um, that that actually doesn't make any sense. Um, so you definitely had one there. I'm definitely not swayed on the overall uh, <laughs> idea of it. Um, I, I, it's more so convinced me that it just should be one weekend and should just be the premier players. Um, <laughs> as we have so many events going on in this country. We have so many league days for people to develop and be included. Uh, this is the literally one event in this country per annum where that is not the case, in my opinion, and that's how it should be. Nice use of per annum. That was good. That wasn't even chat GTP. That was just you. Yeah. It's your vocab. I like yeah. that. Flex. I, I know like all saying... my biggest, uh, all the biggest words I use definitely came from chat GTP. <laughs> yeah. I like saying chat, chat GTP as well instead of chat GPT. Whatever um, it is. <laughs> there you go. Um, nice. All right. Well, um, for everyone listening, please jump onto Instagram. Check out Melbourne Throllers. There'll be a story where you can vote on who you think won this debate. Probably definitely me, but maybe some will vote for Chris. I don't know. Uh, depends how many MA4 players are out there. Hopefully, come on, boys, back me up. <laughs> <laughs> Lots. <laughs> um, yeah, Melbourne Throllers, we're called. So check us out. One segment that we... Always do on our pod. Uh, we're going to make sure we do it on this one as well. It's called Spotlight Not Light. And for those who don't listen, Jacob, 
Um, we <laughs> we do a spotlight on something that we've seen in disc golf in this past uh, week or so, just since our last pod, and we highlight it and not light something that we've seen that we don't like. This could be ideas, this could be people, this could be whatever. So, uh, Chris, how about you lead us off with a spotlight? We'll go to the spotlights first. All right, awesome. My spotlight uh, today, uh, I gave this some thought last night, so timing was key with this, and actually with a bit going on in my personal life, actually this, this spotlight's only just occurred to me now, it makes even more sense. <laughs> my spotlight is actually generational disc golf, and I just... Um, it, you know, it just brings a sparkle to my eye when I see yourself and your dad out playing, um, the Bowens, okay, um, the, the Hearts, obviously Guns. Yesterday I had the pleasure of playing with whoa, two... Whoa, whoa, Hearts, Guns, but the Brunstings, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you, the Bowens, don't get love. Sorry, <laughs> different spectrums. Um, but Sorry, I played with continue. A couple, couple of new players last night. Uh, new-ish players, very new players, to the Melton course, thanks to the Melton course, playing with uh, a guy affectionately known as Jamez or James and his dad, Joe, and it's like they end up tied on plus one through nine holes, and it's just like, what a sport that these two just get to go out, find a new sport this late in life, um, both fully grown adults, and just get to hang out with each other still, and um, that's my spotlight. Disc golf's good for that. I love that. Good spotlight. Yep. Jacob, we got some for us? Mm, I got two spotlights, um, and maybe a not light if I can think of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get to the not lights. First, so I'm just on spotlights. Just spotlights. Spotlights, yeah. all right. Two. First up, uh, Oscar Felberg's performance at the Ruffy Lake uh, Glow League recently. Domination. Ridiculous. Insane. Uh, I believe that there might be a magnet in his putter and in all baskets. <laughs> I'm not too sure, but ridiculous. On what fire. What did you do? He well, just dominates every league day. Every oh, week. And he's he doesn't miss week. anything. Oh, yeah. Sick. Like, it's insane. It's a get 14 on Thursday, I think. Yeah. Jeez. Good job, yeah. Oscar. Yeah. Crazy. Um, and then the other one is, uh, the new, is the Melton course. I'm a bit personally a big fan, which is kind of on uh, Alan's point around uh, development of the sport. But I'm a big fan of these smaller courses. Uh, Chichester in WA is an example, um, where it's short technical whole lot of trees whole lot of fun for anyone of any spectrum um it's just it's it's very challenging but very rewarding um we need more courses like that uh so nice yeah uh my spotlight goes to uh was it sue and ken summers who were heavily responsible for bringing the world team disc golf championships to australia in 2024? Yeah. So, massive. That was so good. The it's, it's been happening for a little while, but I feel like it got a lot bigger in the country this last year. And we had a pretty hot team sent over, and I know that I personally got around it a lot more because uh, Dazza was going. And I was keeping track of it, and it was sick. We did really well, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what we can do when, uh, when it's here in Australia and we can get a full force team like this the year is gonna be a big proving ground year for the mpos the mp40s and the fpos to find out who we're sending um so yeah great work sue and, and ken uh can't wait that's gonna be great great round of spotlights all right let me launch straight into my not light my not light um i'm going after some uh i'm going after another podcast <laughs> oh okay. yes now it's fair to say this is a lesser known podcast yeah a much lesser known podcast um, so for those listeners out there, feel free to Google it. What you might want to Google is Hamish and Andy. 
All right. So uh, on the last couple of episodes, the most recent episode, I believe, um, they got talking about some frisbee golf, some mm. disc golf, and they threw shade. They just threw completely unwarranted shade, particularly Andy. <laughs> Andy Lee, I'm looking at you particularly here. Um, disgusting, you know. It must be nice to be that snobby. That's all I have to say. And for those Hamish native listeners, that might be a pun that you might understand. Thank you. I reckon they'd be good at debates. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got, Jacob? We got a not light for us? Um, yeah, my not light is uh, Evelina Salalanamela. <laughs> So She's a favourite of ours. She really got in my head today at the uh, Stony League Day. <laughs> as a result, I did I did a her twice within oh five metres, compl- like missed by at least twenty centimetres to the right. Just yet, it was after the first one. I couldn't stop thinking about her. So obviously, I did it again, <laughs> and it was yeah. So she's my not light for this week. So your not light is your her existence. Your shit at putting. Yeah. And so is another person, <laughs> and therefore it's their fault. So like I've been I've been <laughs> co- cocking, cocking my wrists a bit more, and as a result, I'm thinking, oh, am I going to be controlling it as much? And then I think of Evelina, <laughs> and then I do that. So that is why. Whereas if I if she didn't exist, I reckon <laughs> I'd do better with this cocking of the wrist because I wouldn't psychologically think, hey, maybe maybe you might cook this. Okay, well, that was terrible, but um, thank you. <laughs> That's good. Um, I've been I've been going after, I guess, low-hanging fruit a bit lately. Chris has been revving me up because uh, I guess the last couple, two of the last three not lights, have, they've been under the age of 16. Uh, just by accident, just by accident. But So I've been tasked to go for someone of legal drinking age. I've gone even further. I'm going after Australia's top dog. Ooh. I'm going after Luke... Bane. So I was staying with Baney at the Vic Open. It was great. He played excellent. We had some fun. It was all good. I was also staying with uh, Jono, who is the TD of the SA Open. And the SA Open this year is three rounds over two days. He put the word out ages ago that this was going to be the case. Uh, Lo and behold, it sold out. There's a bit of a waiting list and people trying to get in. Too bad. You know what I mean? Like this is these are rare, but these are great tournaments. Three, uh, three and two days is a lot of fun. And Luke Bain just tried to spend the whole weekend trying to convince Jono to change it to two rounds, uh, one round a day over two days, so that we can get as many people in as possible. Just do tea times that way that the guys coming over for to um, that did the filming on the at the Vic Open can do a bit of filming. No. Too bad, mate. I have booked and I've paid. I'm going, I'm playing three rounds. I got in early. Get out of the TDs here. Luckily, Jono told him to get, to, to go away. Let's just put it that way. Thanks, Jono. But, uh, nah, my not lights on. Luke Bain trying to look out for himself and I guess all the other players that can't play. <laughs> Whereas I am looking out for myself and all the players that got in early. So, um, yeah. Come on, Luke. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Nah, he's had one coming. I think he's had one coming. He's still not on our follow list on Instagram. And uh, that hurts me every night. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, well, uh, I think that's about all we got. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Hopefully, we've got a few 
new listeners for this one because we're uh, yeah, we're staying away from the Melbourne stuff. But you're probably not going to be interested in our next one, so tune out. But <laughs> no, you can if you want. But uh, we'll definitely want to do another debate because this was a lot of fun. So people hit us up with uh, what our next debate topic should be. Hit us with anything. Cool. Love right. that. Have a good one, guys. Peace out.